Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rebound Shuffle, the podcast where we hit shuffle and take a fresh look at Comfort TV. Uh, my name's Tim Nacy. I'm the multimedia editor here at Viewpoints. I am a podcaster and a multimedia journalist who has a general focus interest in pop culture and film. Hi, everybody. I'm Leo Cabral. I am the editor-in-chief at Viewpoints. This is RCC's news publication. I use they-them pronouns, and I am a queer, trans, and non-binary multimedia journalist. Welcome, everyone. So, Tim, what have you been watching this week? Well, I know that, uh, like, I feel like for, like, a lot of people, (laughs) I I, I stay caught up with my uh, Marvel TV shows, and um, Moon Knight just wrapped up it's 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 run on disney plus a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and i finally managed to catch up with it i was like three or four weeks behind Oof. on this one yeah i was like i for, for the reason i just kind of dropped off um i love this show it's so it's it's so different than like, like honestly i kept forgetting that it was a marvel cinematic universe thing and honestly like i don't even like i'm excited to see if they fold this guy in like if you're not familiar this centers at first the show centers at first at, um on a on a british man named Steven, uh, played by Oscar Isaac. Husband. Uh, who, you know, he's just the, he's just the mild-mannered guy. Uh, he lives in, like, an attic apartment. Um, mm. And a, you know, his, he's, his, his, best, his, his best friends are his goldfish and, like, a statue guy who, who hangs cool. out at the fountain outside the museum that he works at. Just like me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's, he's something, there's something kind of weird going on with his life because he has like he tethers himself to his bed um he has like sand spread out around his bed so you can see if like footprints happened hmm. because uh he has what he believes to be i guess some kind of uh sleepwalking issues he will wake up in the middle of a field somewhere he actually ends up there's a big action sequence because he wakes up and he's just like and he's just like in a village miles away hmm. and it turns out it's not really a spoiler, because this is kind of like how the character is built. Uh, he has multiple personalities. Ah. So Stephen is the is the guy that we meet. Like I said, he works. He's a mild mannered guy working at a gift shop, and eventually we are introduced. You know, Stephen meets. That's in quotes. Mm. Uh, Mark Spector, who is a he's an ex military mercenary guy, who is in this kind of dust up with this. Um, with this like this cult that's built around um, um, Amit, the goddess of ju- uh, the goddess of judgment. Oh, um, and as it turns out, it just e- even stranger than the fact that there's a mercenary that <laughs> he shares his body with. Um, he all uh, apparently Mark has made a deal with um, Kansu, the Egyptian god of the moon. What? The and heck? he is his, and he's like his. Um, He's like his 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 champion, his avatar, Moon Knight. Uh, okay, it's, all right, cool. It's, it's pretty wild stuff. So the two of them kind of join forces to stop us. Like I said, the, the, this 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 cult. The, the leader is played by Ethan Hawke, mm. um, from wiping out all of the unworthy people on Earth, while also trying to figure out like like just how 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 did this happen? Who who is who is the original personality? Because uh, Stephen doesn't remember much, and Mark's not talking. Okay. So it's kind of they 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 kind of they kind of argue. It's really interesting though because like they've got a they've got they've got like um eventually like um only Mark can do the Moon Knight stuff. You know he transforms into like you know he's 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 cool Moon Knight. He looks like an assassin from Assassin's Creed. Mm. He's got like a hood and a cape and you know he's got like these um it's, it's like batarangs except they're like moons. <laughs> that, that he throws around. I love that. Um, 
and, but and but 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 eventually Stephen Stephen realizes oh well it's the body that 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 has access to these powers so I can do it too but he has like a different like he doesn't he doesn't know what the Moon Knight suit looks like so someone's like so someone's talking to him about the suit and he has no idea what has no idea what they're talking about so he is so he manifests like a three piece a three piece suit oh so my god it's like, it's like this white suit it's got like a vest <laughs> and a tie. Gloves. I love that. And so there's so there's two there's 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 Moon Knight and there is um, I don't know if he's officially known by, as this but the fan base refers to him affectionately as Mr. Knight. Oh my god! Oh my god! I love that. It's just so good. Mr. Knight. And so yeah, there will be action sequences where like especially like once they because obviously I mean, this is certainly a spoiler they eventually mm-hmm. learn to work together mm-hmm. and they the personalities will jump back and forth. And so and so he'll be will be like like cool guy hooded Moon Knight, and then like classy sophisticated uh, Mister Knight with his with his with his with his two batons. <laughs> My two genders. Right Honestly, there. he reminds me a little bit of um uh, Mister Knight reminds me a little bit of Deadpool just because he's 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 that kind of he's that like that, that, that's always my favorite kind of um my favorite kind of superhero mm-hmm. are the ones that have like the full face mask and there's like weird like kind of like expressive eyes that aren't human. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, like he has he has that same kind of thing. Like yeah, no 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 um no mouth hole or anything so he's just kind of <laughs> it's just moving fabric yeah it is, yeah exactly i like um, that so yeah needless to, needless to say the show is really weird and unlike many other marvel things mm-hmm. um at times though it plays like a straight like mental health drama like actually like because because there, there there is actually a lot of exploration into like how did how did we end up like this yeah like who like who who was the original personality and why was the other one? Why was the other one created? What were we getting away from? Um, and yeah, ever ever since I was introduced to him in the in the in the, the recent Star Wars trilogy, um, I just keep getting more and more impressed by Oscar Isaac's acting. Like I, he's 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 okay in Star Wars as Poe Dameron. He's I I don't really he didn't really impress me. He's not very he's not a big personality in uh, in in Star Wars. Yeah, it's weird. That he's supposed to be like one of the main characters, and they always talk about oh he's just a super brash hothead. And I was like I don't really mm. see it. I mean he does something mm. stupid at the beginning of Episode Eight, but like that's about it. Yeah, that's it honestly. Um. But uh, but yeah, but 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 yeah, but but eventually I went and I watched, and, and and I think the other thing I saw him in was um, X Men Apocalypse, which he's not really he he played Apocalypse. Oh, I don't. I guess I didn't watch that one then. Yeah, Dang. it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a good movie. I did, mm. not, I did not find it to be a very good movie. That that's the the general consensus I've heard too. It's, especially coming off of Days of Future Past, which is awesome. I love that movie. That one was good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this one was a little bit of a little bit of disappointment. I, you know, Quicksilver gets another scene. He does a he does a he does a slow motion action sequence to um, "Sweet Dreams" by Eurythmics, Ooh, and it's amazing. What a but bop. other than that, yeah, it's just an okay. It's just an, it, it's okay at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I saw the Coen Brothers movie um, "Being Lewin Davis," where he plays. Um, basically, basically, there was like this this. It, it takes place in like the late seventies, and he and um, he was part of this folk rock duo. It's kind of like Simon and Garfunkel. He was Garfunkel, and <laughs> Simon. Like committed suicide. Oh, and now he's having this like, you know, he's he's got a passion for music and he wants to do this, but he's having this crisis of identity because nobody nobody wants to hire him because he's he was like the second banana in this in this group. Oh, and he's got a chip on his shoulder about that. He's also got a little bit of a toxic personality and 
You said this is the Coen Brothers? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's a little bit goofy. It times, scans. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Being William Davis, mm. see Being William Davis. It's it's, it's pretty great. Um, Adam Driver actually pops up in that movie, too. Ooh. He plays the sound effects guy in a novelty song. <laughs> it's pretty great. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dude in a cowboy hat. It's amazing. Anyway, oh, um, yes. Get me more Adam Driver in cowboy hats. Honestly, there's more Adam Driver in general. I'm, 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 I'm really starting to enjoy him as an actor. Like, yeah. Even, like, even, like, because like, there, there's, there's a lot that bugs me about the Star Wars sequels. I think that Kylo Ren is a really good character. You do? I do. I, I think <laughs> I, he's compelling at least. I mean, he's not a. He there there's compelling there's, there's, yes. There's a, there's a, that's a, that's what I mean. I, like he's yeah. A, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously yes. He's a he's a he's a monster, mm. and an immature child. Mm-hmm. But honestly. I would rather like it's 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 different than you would expect from a Star Wars villain. Yeah, because, yeah, actually. Like, like like nobody else. Like that's one of my one of my favorite scenes is when um he gets some bad news in Force Awakens, and he like <laughs> he like whips out his lightsaber, which you know, he he didn't finish his, didn't finish his Force training, so like his lightsaber sucks. Oh. <laughs> and it makes like 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 like, like yeah, it's all it's all it's all it's all it's all wavy and quivery and like he like he, like like he didn't he like he didn't, he didn't line up some he didn't line up like 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 the like the wires right I guess. Oh my god. So like so like it's all it's all shimmery and like he's like an overly showy guy so he's got like the stupid um he's got like he's got those stupid like cross guards I hate coming out it. of the side there's no there's no there's no reason for it like it's yeah, cringe he just thought it would be cool to have like to have like laser cross guards but like so edgy what's the point of a cross guard if you can't put your hand against it dude seriously I was <laughs> like he's no gonna sense. cut off his fingers. But yeah, but but, that, but that's kind of why I love Ben Solo because he's kind of an idiot. Yeah, no, no, he's really incompetent. Really, he should be on the light side, but he's trying to be on the he dark side. To, he wants to be on the dark side so bad. Yes. And that's, and that, yeah, like yeah, he's he's being called. He's being called. He's being, it, it, it's an inversion of Anakin Skywalker. He's being called uh... to the light side from the dark side, even though like the, the the pull to the light side is really strong, and he has to like resort to desperate measures in order to prove to himself and the world around him that he's actually. Actually, as evil as he said. But yeah, I was trying to say, like, the, my, favorite, my favorite part in, the, in, in, the, in one of my favorite things in those movies is that he, he whips out his lightsaber and just starts smashing up a computer <laughs> just aggressively. And like, two stormtroopers, two stormtroopers walk by and they just see like spark stuff coming out of the room. And like, one of them like puts puts his arm across the other the other guy, whoa, whoa. the other guy, the other guy's other guy's thing, and just points and they just leave. <laughs> Dude, like, dude. We, we don't want any part of this. <laughs> that had me dying. I love that scene so much. He's like, oh, he's having another tantrum. We got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 like that guy's been through it before. I love it. Like, dude, yeah. I, I love when, like, when, like, when, like, when, like, storm, when, like, when, like, it's revealed that, like, you know, like, stormtrooper type figures in movies, like, have, like, inner lives. Yes, I love that. They're not just, you know, little pawns without, you know, that are just hollow husks of people. Yeah, so the same thing happens in um, Iron Man 3. There's, like, some goons in, like, a lab somewhere and mm-hmm. you know Tony finally gets his um finally gets at least part of his um his armor back. Oh no. And he's like and he's like just blasting his way out of this facility. And there's just one guy that puts his hands up, wait, 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 no, no, please, please, please. Oh. I just I I don't I, I, I just work here. I need the paycheck. Oh. I, I don't even like these guys. They're so weird. <laughs> and he just lets them go. Oh <laughs> I love that. That would be me, honestly. Iron Man 3 is underrated, everybody. Anyway, but (laughs) (laughs) I I brought it back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I will say. Yeah, there you you go. Full circle. Segue. Anyway, um, one thing I liked about this, though, is that, um, first of all, yeah, Oscar, just going back real quick to Oscar Isaac's performance, he's really, because he plays two totally different characters. Because Mark Spector is kind Mm. of like your your standard kind of military cool guy. Ugh. 
Um, <laughs> but, but 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 yeah, but we 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 get we we get into like trauma and stuff too mm-hmm. from from that. And um and and, and 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 Stephen is just uh, he's um Stephen Grant. He's just the uh, he's just the uh, he's just a, he's just a regular guy that just wants to that just wants to exist. Like he's just like he. I just want to live a quiet he loves, life. He loves he loves Egyptology and just. <gasps> Wait. Okay. Like, like, like he taught himself how to read hieroglyphics and stuff, and he's like, like he's just really super into all that stuff. So like, they kind of, they kind of, they kind of have to switch back and forth because like, you know, Mark, Mark is kind of like a, like a, like a, like a blunt, like a, like a, like a blunt object. He's, he's, he's there, he's there, he's there to fight things. But if there's ever like a puzzle that they need to solve, it's like, okay, I guess I gotta get, I, gotta, I guess I gotta give control back to Steven. But <laughs> tagging out. They also don't know at first how to switch back and forth. Mm. So like, they're both like when when one of them's in control, the other one, the other, the other one's like, well, okay, look, like tag, tag me in, tag me in. Yes. The other one's like, I don't know if I want to though, because I might not be able to come back. Oh. Because <laughs> like, we don't know how to do this, and also I don't trust you, so like oh. you might not let me come back. Ugh, so there's just kind of like this thing back and forth. Uh, but what I really like though about this about the show, like mm-hmm. what, what impressed me most, is that it's not um, it's it's not judgy or exploitative of people with like multiple personalities, cool. um, at, at the, like like they would do in like M Night Shyamalan's Split. You know, I <sighs> I, I I enjoy I enjoy yeah. Split, but yeah, he. There were some irresponsible choices made in terms of the depiction of mental health issues. I've definitely heard that. I haven't watched Split because of that, but um, yeah, I've just I've heard it's, such it's, bad things. It's about things. what you think. I think it was just it was just. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's there's people out there that are more qualified than me that that'll probably tell you like specific things. But mm-hmm. to me, yeah, it was just, it's just kind of just kind of defames people with with multiple personalities. Like just, yeah. like, just like the idea that oh, there's a nice personality, but there's also the scary one because there's the because that's the, 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 that's like that's like the there's there's like there's like all these like all these things like twelve or something personalities. Jesus. Christ. Um, James McAvoy is really good in that movie, by the way. He's a um, handsome man, too. Um, but yeah, but but there's like one personality that nobody nobody wants to talk about. Is referred to as the Beast. Ew. And, okay. And, and everybody's just, yeah, and, and like and, 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 and like everybody wants to keep the Beast away because they're all just like even though they live inside the inside 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 of the same body, like they're all terrified of him. Huh. Um, but yeah, so the, but this one actually there's a real effort made in Moon Knight. To explore the circumstances that led to that lead to a split personality, like because like like there actually is, there's an episode where the two of them have to start have to have to have to explore. They're in kind of like an afterlife ish kind of area, and they're kind of just like exploring memories, and they have mm. to figure out okay, like what wh- what is each of our role in terms of like the body and the life that we share? Yeah. Um, and what happened? Like, wh- why? Why did? Why did one of us have to create the other? And yeah, it's actually like they get into it. And it's actually pretty sad. Actually, genuinely upsetting. Oh. And um, Oscar Isaac is just really, really, really good. Like he's he's like getting deep into this character, even though it's just the Marvel show. And I really appreciate. Really committing, huh? That there's like crocodile monsters in this show, but at the same time, we're also exploring like abuse and trauma. <laughs> Cool. All right. I li- <laughs> Moon Knight. Moon Knight's crazy. I I, I love Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I I really would like. I, I can't wait to see more of this character because I mean they don't cre- they don't just create Marvel heroes and then not use them. Like I'm fairly certain that he's going to have to come back at some point. Yeah. There's no plans for a second season or anything, but we will probably see. We'll probably see Moon Knight. Okay. All right. 
But uh, yeah, if you haven't given it a chance yet, I highly recommend it to anybody. I guess I'm going to have to then. Because, <laughs> you know, I do love me some Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Lots of Egyptian mythology and stuff, too. Like, you, don't see, you don't see too terribly much of that. That's true. It brought me back to my days when um, Assassin's Creed Origins was keeping me alive during the pandemic. <laughs> keeping me alive. I was like, hey, I know that god's name. I heard, I heard their name a million times when I was playing Origins. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like you and my girlfriend could talk a lot about um, Assassin's Creed, actually. <laughs> um, How about you, Leah? What have you been watching? Uh, so I only got so I w- it was late at night and I was falling asleep and I was like, let's just put something on. And so my girlfriend put on um, Spy Family or Spy X Family. Um, basically, if you like spies, assassins, and telepathic children, then boy howdy, is this the anime for you? <clears throat> So it started off as like a, a manga, as many anime do. Um, basically, it's like a East and West. It's it's like the Cold War. It's basically like a something. It's like a universe where the Cold War is like not really the Cold War, but it is the Cold War. <laughs> Everybody's scared of getting nuked. Yes. So there's like the we the the West. Oh my God. There's the West, and then there's Patrick, the East. Patrick, you're fired again. <laughs> Dang it. I See, Spongebob has effectively ruined my life, by the way, because I always say weast instead of west. And, um, yeah, there's no fixing that now. Um, so it's like an, an east and west type of thing where it's like the west is trying to infiltrate the east and the east is trying to infiltrate the west. And it's like all codenamed agents and stuff. Um, basically, it revolves around this one agent that's codenamed Twilight, and he's like the man of like a million faces or whatever. He's like a master of disguise. Uh, shout out to the master of disguise, by the way. <laughs> if anybody knows what the heck I'm talking about. I wish I didn't, honestly. Oh, my God. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, yeah, everybody. Uh, yeah. Adam Sandler's production company made a movie with Dana Carvey. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, the less said about it, the better. <laughs> yeah, every now and then something from that movie just pops up in my head, and I'm like, "Why did I remember?" Like, this? like just like if, if you if you must Google it, Google it. But I I feel like I my my life would be happier if I didn't know what Master of Disguise was. <laughs> it is a weird movie. Like it's one of those movies where you you think like maybe life would have been better if this just wasn't created (laughs) but anyways i digress so this is the man of a thousand faces or a million faces or whatever and um his next uh his next target is some guy who has like a kid in this like prestigious school for kids and so twilight's objective is to you know infiltrate that and get you know some some intel on this guy so he takes on the alias Lloyd Lloyd Forger. He adopts a young telepathic girl named Anya, and he marries a woman named Yor. But Yor is an assassin. She's a professional assassin. Ooh. Yeah. And basically, Yor brings up marrying Lloyd because she... It's like a... It's a mutual thing. She doesn't want, you know, her co-workers to... Set like to turn her in for being a spy or whatever because she's unmarried. She's like she's like our age. <laughs> she's like our age and she's unmarried. Um, <laughs> the nerve! The nerve of some people. Does, does, be... does it take place? Does it take place like in the like in the sixties? I don't recall. Or, or, or is it or is it kind of like Archer where it like looks kind of like the sixties but it's not? Yes, like that. Actually. Okay, so so it's like so I, I I guess I get it then. If you're if you're like if you're like nearing your thirties and you're not married in the sixties, everyone's gonna be like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you some spy? Are you a lesbian? 
Oh, no, but anyways, yeah. So they do this whole thing, and it's, it's I've only gotten like three, three episodes in, but I really like it. First of all, the hot assassin mommy that everybody, uh, that the, inter- the entire internet is talking about, yes, 100% yes. <laughs> this is a new show, or has it been around for a while? Uh, let me see. I know the manga has been around for a little while, but I think it's a new... Oh, wait, no. The manga started in 2019, so it is fairly new. And then the anime started last month. Oh, so it is that. So it's a pretty new show. I was wondering if it, I, yeah, cause I, cause I, I, I was wondering if it was one of those. So, 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 it's, current, so it's currently running, actually. Then, right now, actually, yeah. Okay. There's only six episodes out at the moment. I might check this out. This sounds interesting. I'm, I'm on board. It's kind of neat. Like, it's surprisingly endearing. Look, I've been, I've been looking, I've been looking for more anime because, because, because I feel like I have like the worst luck with anime, oh. where it's like I think, I think, ooh, this looks interesting, and then so, but, but then, but then it's like, but then it's like, um, weirdly kinky, <laughs> <laughs> like just like you don't, like you don't expect it to be super sexual, but then it is. Tim, that's just anime. I think that's just anime. I'm, honestly, it's just, it's, but, but, but I mean, but I mean, like I, I watch Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer doesn't get oh. weird. Well, uh... Occasionally it does. But Occasionally, not but not but not not as weird as. Have you ever seen Food Wars? No. Okay, Food Wars is weird. so so this so this so so the so this um this dude who works at his dad's um at his dad's restaurant um goes to this like prestigious school for um for 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 chefs. It's a culinary school. It's this, 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 this crazy like this crazy super competitive. Um, culinary school mm-hmm. and people just get into like these super intense like cooking battles <laughs> and the goal is, is, is to make food so good that like the judge orgasms oh it is so weird like the food is so good that like that like that like oh my god it blew my clothes off <laughs> and and like I, I watched like, I watched like I watched like one or two episodes of it and I was just like I I am uncomfortable <laughs> I, this is this is this is this is so like no judgment on anybody, but this is so weird, and I'm so, I'm I'm really on board with the idea like a, like a, like a, like, a, like a cooking like a cooking I mean a cooking a cooking anime where like everybody like because 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 that's what I was picturing it's like Phoenix Wright mm-hmm. except with cooking where it's just like it's it, these these are like these are like Iron Chef esque cooking battles and like it's just super intense and everybody's like super into it like a sports anime or whatever. yeah exactly and just, everything's just everything's just like just like just like just like just like to the moon in terms of intensity mm-hmm. like. I'm on board with that. Yeah, same. But like, I'm, but I'm just like, where, where did the <laughs> weird sexual element come from? And I just feel like every time I try out a new anime, it ends up going there. And I'm just like, I don't, I'm not like that big of a prude, but I don't need this. I know. I completely, I, I know where you're coming from, Tim. I really do. <laughs> One of those people who's like, do I really need this, like this, this sexual aspect, like in this, in this medium or like just thrown in my face? I hate to break it to you, but a lot of anime and manga have weirdly sexual the elements to like just, the weirdest things. Just, just as long as it's not like super overt, and I mean like Food Wars is overt, <laughs> big time. And I, I was like, I was like, I can't like I like I saw that, and I was thinking, well, maybe I'll get back to the show one day, but I cannot watch this in the living room anymore. Like, <laughs> I, like this, like someone someone's gonna walk in at the wrong moment i don't need that hassle like i need to watch this in my room mom tim's watching hentai <laughs> it's not <laughs> in yeah. the living room <laughs> um 
okay, so Doro He Doro is definitely not super sexual in certain ways like that. That's one I've watched that is like surprisingly not. Something something to check out. Yeah, I still need to catch up with Demon Slayer. Yes. I was watching The Great Pretender, which is a show that I like on Netflix. I haven't watched that one. That one's pretty good. Okay, cool. It's actually yeah, there, there's a, the whole the whole like the first the first story arc actually takes place in Hollywood. Ooh. So it's so it's like a so it's like a con man story where like a guy comes from Japan and is like dealing. It, like, basically, we're we're examining we're examining American culture through the lens of Japanese animation, and I'm like, this is kind of cool. Ooh, I like that actually. Okay, cool. I'll so, yeah, add this one to the list. Definitely, Spy X Family. Yeah. Um. So far, nothing like. I mean, I, the, look. look the, I'm, you know, I make no promises. <laughs> I'm going to make no promises because, again, I'm only three episodes in and I was tired when I was watching it. But, like, it's not overtly sexual in weird ways. We're, we're building up to so it. So far. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there probably are. Well, you because the, 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 the main guy, Twilight, he's, like, starting to like this family dynamic that he's in. And he's like, oh, no, do I want to be a father? Do I want to be a husband? Whatever. And that's the whole that's the whole thing. <laughs> it's something interesting. I might, I might check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of wholesome. But um, I'll let you know if I come across anything weird. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this week, everybody, we're watching Daria. Or we watched Daria, actually. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to start watching Daria again because I I forgot how much I like this show. Dude, same. Again, I mentioned off off mic that I had uh, fixated on this for like about three seasons, two to three seasons. And then, I don't know, it just fell off because that just happens with me sometimes. And I really like it. It's so easy to watch. And it just, dude, the way the way Daria, like, composes herself is just so cool. I love, I just love her. She's very relatable. Let's do some background on Daria, though. So the original air date, I believe, of this episode was June 25th, 2001, written by Glenn Eichler. Uh, the show ran from 1997 to 2002. And um, there, w- this is definitely a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. And every time I mention Daria, this is the tidbit that Tim comes up with all I the just, time. I, it's funny. It's just funny because like I, I feel I, I come across people like who just dude, they don't know, because Daria is such a such a slight character in Beavis and Butthead. Like mm-hmm. she only like she she only shows up for like a second usually. It's so odd. Just to tell her, them to shut they, up. Basically, yeah. Like she'll like she'll she'll explain. They'll they'll not understand something. She'll explain it to them, but. They'll like fix it on a word that she used, like like the word score will come up, and then and suddenly there's like, oh, that's it, yeah, <laughs> duty. But um, but yeah, she, but she 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 just like she was just a kid at the school that like sat in front of them usually, and um, yeah, that's that's that that that's about it. Like she was no more or less of a standout than any other like side character mm-hmm. that, that 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 you came across. And so the fact that she has like a whole spinoff is wild to me. Like, yeah, I think I think she all she always she always she always talked in her monotone. But honestly, that was kind of the vibe. Of yeah, people, of people who weren't like Beavis and Butthead or Coach Buzzcut or Mr. Van Driesen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or 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 Tom Anderson, who would eventually go on to be adapted into Hank Hill. I was gonna say like who was the guy that was the Hank Hill stand-in in Beavis and Butthead? But thank you for yeah, <laughs> thanks for jumping the gun. <laughs> you got me. Um, so apparently there are two TV movies, two tie-in books, two computer games, and two specials that came out of out of the whole Daria universe. Yeah, the, yeah, the computer games were yeah. One of them was actually a game. I think it was called um, Daria's Daria's Seven or Daria's Inferno. <laughs> and, and it's basically yeah, she has to find she has to find some objects in Lawndale High School. Amazing. And she's just like 
hates everything. <laughs> and so it's like hell. And then there's and then there's kind of a uh, like a planner, a planner app. Okay, cool. I think I think it's I think I think it's called like Daria's Six Sad Life Planner. <laughs> which is a Daria themed thing. Yeah, very very Daria themed. Um, I don't know. Like it's weird looking at this at this little list. I'm like, how did they do all this? It's it's, it's weird. It feels like a lot, especially like in the '90s, like. Um, Mike Judge's stuff, which Mike Judge, by the way, was not involved in the show. He was busy with King of the Hill at the time, but he did like give his blessing for the for the character to be. I, I feel I feel I feel like some I feel like somebody somebody asked him, "Hey, can we do a can we do a spinoff of Daria?" And he's just like, yeah. "Sure." I mean, just I guess the one kid that doesn't that only has like one line per episode that have, she's in. Have at it, guys. Okay, yeah, he was, but yeah, he was he was he was working on King of the Hill, which honestly I do consider King of the Hill to be kind of a. Beavis and Butthead spinoff because yeah, it, it, okay. I, yeah, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I haven't like dug too deep into it. I mean, I think a lot of people would be surprised to find that I haven't dug too deep in the history of King of the Hill. <laughs> I just know a lot about its run, <laughs> but um, it wouldn't surprise me if I learned that like it was originally supposed to be a Tom Anderson show, but it, but it, but they, they decided to make him his own character. Yeah, they are the same person pretty much. Yeah, no, definitely. I saw him and like when I was when I, I went back and rewatched Beavis and Butthead a long time ago, and there was an episode where he showed up. I was like, "That's Hank Hill." <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like, what even, the heck? Like, even the voice. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 the the kind of oh yeah, but I was saying, yeah, all all these like Mike Judge shows, especially from the nineties. Um, yeah, it's like surprising. They all they all had like they all had at least one game. Uh, Beavis and Butthead had multiple ones. That there makes sense. Like a, there was like a Super Nintendo Genesis game. Uh, there were a few uh, point-and-click adventures on PC. Okay. Um, obviously, Beavis and Butthead also had their um, also had their 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 movie. Yeah, which I remember the movie. Is a masterpiece. I love that movie so much. It, I love it, honestly. <laughs> and King of the Hill had a computer game too. Oh my god, what is it? So like back in the day, you know how everything had to be like a video game or something like that. I feel like that's this is the craze where each show had to have like so much merch and so many different like platforms and like games and all that stuff. I, I think that Mike Judge was just a really big believer in like at least at the beginning of his shows in like merchandising. Like he really mm. wanted to like because yeah, like there there's 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 a lot actually. It, it, it all it all it all went away after a couple of years. That's true. Because yeah. I think the show was doing good enough business by that point. But yeah, there was there was the computer game. There was a book. Like a like a like one like one of like one of, the, one of those tie-in books that you usually see with things or basically just kind of gives you an overview of, like, the vibe mm. of the story. It usually is not as good. Yeah, usually. Um, and there was a soundtrack album. And um, it is not the kind of soundtrack album you're thinking of, by the way, everybody. Um, this is, these were original songs. <gasps> original songs sung by King of the Hill characters. No, I need, few, I need few, that. A few, a few covers. I think it's on Spotify. Oh, like, my God. In, in, its, in its entirety. And yeah, I, I came across it because I was I was looking for the full the full version of the of the theme song, like a, like a, like a, like, a, like a high quality version of the of the of the of the theme song. Because mm-hmm. because there is there is more to the theme song than just what you hear. Okay, um, cool. Actually, yeah, the, and it has a title too. It's Yahoo's and Triangles by the Refreshments. Um, wow. Yep it's it's a, it is a it is a it is a real song. I love that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was looking for that, but then I found but the, but then I found this King of the Hill soundtrack album. And yeah, it is like the strangest thing I have ever I have ever like come across in my life. I'm like, why, 
why, why did they make this? <laughs> Do you know when it was made? Or like... it was like it was like super early in the show's run. It was wow. like yeah, and and and, and there's like and, and it's weird because like it's like, it's like it's like meta too, where like there's like there's like segments in the middle where there's like oh well. When the executives at Fox asked me to do this soundtrack album, I hate your, I hate, like, I hate your hand compression because it's too good. There's, it's just so strange. I can't even. Oh I, I, honestly, everybody, like, look, look, look it up. I, if you can, I will. If you can, if you're at all curious, it is the strangest thing. I don't know why it was made. I don't know why they felt compelled to do this, <laughs> but. Man, I, I love that it exists. It makes me so happy that it's a thing. <laughs> okay, I've derailed this way long enough. No, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. I am a <laughs> I have to I have to find this. This will be this will be an itch I cannot scratch until I listen to this. Um so this episode of of, of Daria, um Boxing Daria season five, episode thirteen, is the last regular series finale for Daria. After this, there's um there's a movie or two. You said two. Uh, well, there was um, there were movies that 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 this 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 last season, season five, mm-hmm. was bookended by by movies. There the, you go. The, yeah. Um, between four and five, there was a movie called "Is It Fall Yet?" Mm-hmm. And then "Boxing Daria," which the episode we're talking about today, it was the last actual like regularly aired like half hour sitcom episode mm-hmm. of Daria. And it was followed up by a by the by the by the TV movie. Is it college yet? Mm-hmm. Is it college yet? Yeah, that makes sense now. That makes more sense uh, with knowing about the bookend, the the first bookend movie. All right, so recap time. So this is one of those classics where we open to a black screen with the sounds of tires screeching, crashing, and some guy say, asking, "Miss, are you all right?" Yeah, I, I, you know, when I, when I, when I, when I saw it, I was like, what, like, I, 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 I couldn't help but think, I don't know, like, I, 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 I'm going to look and see if, like, when this episode aired, was, is it college yet announced? Did we know there was going to be more Daria? Because I think that we knew that, like, the, the, the they probably, like, everybody probably knew that the series was ending. Just, everybody probably. This was the last episode. Um, opening your last episode with a black screen a car crash and a guy and a voice saying, Miss, are you all right? That is an ominous way to start your series finale. And honestly, there's actually a lot about this episode that kind of takes on a darker, a darker dimension if you don't know if there's going to be more Daria. That's true. Yeah. Um, l- looking at it from that perspective, because when I, again, so I don't remember if I mentioned this already, but I had only watched up to like season two or three. And then knowing that this is the final uh, episode of this season. And opening up to this, I was like, "Oh my God, Daria's dead, or she's in the hospital," you know? Yeah, you just, yeah, yeah, and 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 it's strange too because like, yeah, like, like like a lot of this episode is about people being concerned about Daria because she's starting to like disconnect from people around her more and more, and you know, talking about her acting strangely, and and and, and yeah, like like just like it was it was it was kind of it was kind of just a. Just a, just a thought after. I wasn't thinking about it during the episode, mm-hmm. but after the episode, I was like, "Did we know there was going to be that last TV movie, or did we, or, or was that the point of this episode was to like make us think that Daria is somehow dead or harmed?" At the yeah. End of the series? No, the way she's acting, it reminds me of how um, cats or dogs will act when they know that their time is coming, and they just like disconnect from people, or they like they hide in little corners or in the closet, or they hide. They find little spots to hide, you know, for safety because mm-hmm. their time's coming. 
So, it, yeah, it, it, it's very ominous in that sense. Like, you feel like something's coming. Like, there's an impending doom, doomsday about to happen. Yes, I was, I was like, I was like, I was wondering, man, what is going on with this? I was like, scared. I was legitimately so, scared. so ominous and so weird. Yeah, I was like, oh, great. Daria's in an accident. Um, but, yeah, after that very ominous opening, um, we open to a huge truck labeled Carl's Kitchen. Carl with a K, just like our boy Carl Marx. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gonna get us blacklisted, Leo. Uh, didn't think I was gonna come up with that one, did you? McCarthy, McCarthy's coming for us. It's just, <laughs> it's just theory, Tim. It is just a scientific, scientific theory. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> so Carl's kitchen, Carl with a K, outside of the Morgendorfer's house. That's um, Daria's last name, Morgendorfer, which is a funny one. Um, the fridge is broken, so the family's getting a new one installed. Daria's mother, Helen, is on the phone telling her... She's always on the phone. She's telling her, jo- telling her job that she'll be a little late. And um, she's known for being high-strung, super busy. She's a real business-slash-career woman. Very, very Angelica's mom in yeah. Uh, Rugrats. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is it with the 90s and these, like, super-driven career moms? I wonder what's... I need to know the story behind that. Um, over at Londale High School, Daria is telling her bestie, Jane Lane, dope name, um, about her boyfriend, Tom, and how he's going away for a week for um, uh, some family wedding event. Gross. <laughs> Ew, marriage. Yuck. <laughs> There's an announcement over the intercom about outside food being present during some food fundraiser. <laughs> and the Dude, right? And then the principal's like, yeah, we can't have this, guys. So she takes away the student body's outside food privileges for capitalism they they mentioned yeah they yeah she mentions that like we're going to have to implement snack spot checks Ugh. and honestly i feel like that's something my old job would have implemented wow like oh because they didn't even want you having your water bottle with you at your workstation right yeah it's yeah it was a thing hmm. but yeah I, I i yeah like like that, that that that'll set me off that'll get me heated it's like just 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 flagrant just flagrant like attempts to control I hate it. You know, same. I do not do well with people trying to control me, even though I'm like really control. Hmm. Actually, I need to talk to a therapist about this. <laughs> Revelation, y'all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. So, Counselor Timothy. Hey, wait. Sorry, I just realized the name. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Counselor Timothy approaches Daria and uh, practically begs her to host the, uh, the new freshman student tours. Because he wants her to work on her people skills. Maybe you should work on your callousness skills. <laughs> I love her. I love her so much. Why do you want this so bad? Because I care. Mm. Ew. Ew. <laughs> um, and yeah, obviously Daria refuses and she walks away. And there's a lot of like just really quick scenes at these places. They, they, don't, they don't linger in one place for too long for most of this, this episode. So they're over at uh, Daria's boyfriend's house, which she doesn't have a she didn't have a boyfriend by the time I stopped watching. So this was so jarring to me. Yeah, I think it was the I think I think that happened. In, I think it happens in Is It Fall Yet? Oh, okay. That's, that was that was what the all, all of my research on the show, everybody. Though, just just just, just forever, just a peek behind the curtain is done through Wikipedia episode guides. No, so, same. <laughs> like... I go to the wiki fandom pages. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, like, I get all my information from that, and that led me to believe that I think that 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 whole like love triangle thing, because I think because I think because I because I think I think Tom used to date Jane. Oh my! And that becomes and that becomes a thing. Um, and so yeah, so, so I so yeah, I, I think that that is a big centerpiece in Is It Fall Yet? Wow. Or at the end of the season, I'm not quite sure exactly, but cool. All right, so. Why don't they all just date each other? That's my solution to all love triangles or rectangles or whatever. Any love entanglements, to uh, to use Jada Pinkett Smith's words, <laughs> I feel like they should all just be dating each other or have some kind of like polycule or polyamorous situation set up. But that's just me. Uh, <laughs> so over at uh, her boyfriend Tom's place, Tom invites Daria to his family wedding event, and she also refuses that. You know, she's just too many people, not enough, uh, what was it, escape routes? And I was like, wow. Not, yeah, not enough Not enough emergency exits or something like that. Yeah, I was like, same, girl, I feel you. <laughs> I felt that, yeah, no, I am I hate gatherings. I, I don't know, I've just always related to Daria in a certain, in a very emotional and social way. And then back at the Morgendorfers again, Daria, uh, her sister Quinn, and their mother are in the kitchen when, when Daria sees the new refrigerator box left over in the backyard. Um, Helen asks her, her kids to move it to the curb for a trash day because, you know, her husband went on a last minute conference. Hearing this, Daria gets worried. Um, well, she asks her mom, like, hey, I didn't hear about that. Like, what's going on? And she's just like, he's just at a last minute conference. That's why you didn't hear about anything. It was last minute. And then she asks her mom, like, hey, did we ever have a fridge box like that when I was a kid? Helen's like, nah. And she dismisses her. And uh, and then she says, like, she doesn't even remember Daria playing much as a kid in general. The the, the sadness in the mom's sigh, it both, like, made me laugh and kind of pissed me off. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, let her not play. Come on. Yeah. Like, no, Daria, you didn't play much. <laughs> um, so... Daria and Quinn are taking the box to the curb. Um, this is, Daria decides to take this opportunity to ask her sister if she remembers if they had a, 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 a box like that as a kid, as kids. Um, but Quinn says she doesn't remember anything. Um, Daria also takes this opportunity <laughs> to ask Quinn another question. Why do you think dad really left? And Quinn just looks at her and she's just like, Daria, why are you so weird? <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I can I can kind of follow her line of thought here. I mean, because like, because like, I mean, there's no. Re- I mean, I mean, I just just spoilers to anybody who hasn't seen the episode yet. You know, they they there 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 is no follow up on the dad mysteriously disappearing. He comes back and everything's normal. Yeah. But I, but I think it's just because she saw that box and it sparked some kind of negative memory in her head, and she was kind of just like combining those two things. Yeah. With the, she sees the box and then and then she hears about her dad. Um, going on a last minute trip. And there's two, yeah, two wires kind of touch each other there. She's yeah. Like, oh, hang on. Mm-hmm. Apparently, causa- what is it? Causation doesn't equal correlation or whatever. But our brains love to take something completely unrelated with another thing completely unrelated and relate them. Mm-hmm. How fun. Don't you just love being primates? <laughs> but it, it, it's kind of cool how all this is happening, but like they don't really talk about it. No. It just kind of, it's just like, like it just kind of takes us, like it just kind of lets you sort it out for yourself. <laughs> I hate it. I mean, it's good. It's good writing, but I hate it. <laughs> um, so later later that night, Daria's just staring at the box through the window. It's out there on the curb, just waiting to be thrown away, and she's just staring at it. She then t- turns to, to the phone, calls for Tom, but his mom picks up, and he's unavailable. Um, so <laughs> she goes and drags the box off somewhere else. It's in the backyard. 
the next day, Helen is on the phone telling her job again that she'll be late when she sees the box in the backyard again. Um, Quinn comes up and she, and Helen chastises Quinn for not taking the box out and has her do it again. But like Quinn swears, like, dude, I did do it. I did <laughs> not do it, but mom, I did take it out. I swear. And, you know, mom does the mom thing. Like, maybe you dreamt it. Anyway, she's out there taking she takes the box out to the curb again. Um, this is when Daria wakes up and sees that the garbage truck is incoming. It's in her neighborhood, like a house or two down. And she's just staring at there. Absolutely no reaction, which is so her. I thought she was going to be running. She doesn't even say it. She just doesn't say a word. She just walks out. She walks out. She The next scene, it's like you see her staring at the out the window at the box and at the ca- at the garbage truck coming. The next scene, she's just you, you see her calmly dragging the box off away off screen. And I'm like, she didn't run. Like, they didn't get it before she got there? Amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, lucky, maybe, I guess. Maybe she power walked. <laughs> yeah, but it was funny. I thought that was that was hilarious. No no change in facial expression whatsoever. Yeah, I just, yeah she just walks out of her room, just looks, up, just looks, at the, just looks out the window, and hmm. she's got that, 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 that same kind of look on her face. She's kind of had, it's, it's not a frown, it's just kind of like a straight line. The two straight line eyebrows and, yeah. the, and, the, and, the, and the dot eyes. I love, just, I love her design. <laughs> It's good. All right. And then we're back at the high school and the local jock is giving uh, the campus tours and it looks like he's not doing so hot, which, you know, he's just a jock, whatever. <laughs> Counselor Timothy uh, tries Daria again and she denies again. And this time Jane even chimes in and being like, yeah, I might do it. I don't know if, you know, if she was asked and did it with Daria. But oh, nah. this, if I'm giving tours, I can't be in class. Super yeah. Physics. There you go. That's what it was. <laughs> Some simple physics. <laughs> I was very okay, so I had a very <laughs> I had a very Daria outlook, but a very Jane attitude where it's like, yeah, if I'm not gonna be in class, I guess I'll do it, whatever. <laughs> um Counselor Timothy says, well, sh- he sugarcoats what he's tr- what he's saying, but this is basically what he says. He says it would be good for the new students to see a misfit leading the tours. Daria doesn't take kindly to this and says that she can get along with people just fine, to which Timothy agrees. Like, yeah, of course, of course, Daria, of course, you can. I know this. <laughs> God, really annoying. <laughs> I know. Um, throughout the episode, Daria, like, just she she reinforces that, like, hey, I chose not to talk to those kids. I choose not to talk to people. I just they're not worth my time or energy or my brain power. Um. Back at home, Helen asks Daria why the fridge box is still not thrown out, and Daria asks why Helen refuses to acknowledge that they had a box like that when she was little. And Helen is taken aback. She's like, um, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, do not, I have no idea what you're even getting at here. This is. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, where's this coming from? Um, Daria also asks her where dad is really, and Helen reiterates that he's at a conference and will be back the next day. What I, what I like too about this whole this whole story is that like she's not being gaslit like this no. like th- this is just a very specific memory that popped up in Daria's head at a moment and it takes the parents a little while to figure out what the hell she's even on about like mm-hmm. they don't like that like like, like 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 this isn't like some big bombshell secret that they've been keeping like they just it's not they, it was it was legitimately just like a moment in time from like from however many years ago for them but for Daria it was such a formative mm-hmm. memory. And, oh God! This is why I hate talking to my parents about the trauma that they <laughs> instilled in me. Because like, whenever you tell parents, like, "Hey, remember that one thing you did, and it really scarred me for life," and they're like, "I don't remember that." 
Well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Uh, good talk. <laughs> But it just, like, really showed, like, throughout the episode, um, I'm jumping the gun a little bit here. Throughout the episode, it slowly reveals that, that she's, like, she's remembering, she, that she remembers things differently and, and, and handles things differently than her parents would, you know? She just, beforehand, she would just think, like, oh, I'm just making choices and this doesn't affect anybody. And, 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 you know, like, oh, this memory, like, of course, you know, you, of course you have to remember it, you know, you're keeping secrets from me because... You know, that was, that's what that night made her feel, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. I love childhood trauma. I mean, I don't, but <laughs> I love talking it's, it's about a, trauma. It's a, good, it's, a good, it's a good vein to mine for storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everybody has trauma. What a great thing to write stories about. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Helen says Daria can just call her dad and ask, and Daria responds, why? So he can lie to me, too? I'm like, dang. I would have got smacked if I said that. But... <laughs> So Daria asks Helen if she and Jake ever had a big argument about Daria, and Helen says no. And Daria walks away, calling Helen a liar. It's just saying you're you're lying. Um, so after this, Daria goes to her room. She calls her boyfriend, and she's in obvious emotional distress. Um, she's asking if Tom still wants her to visit, um, and and he tells her like, "Well, you won't like it. It's kind of boring." Oh, like you asked me the first time. No, also that I'm like, oh my god, whatever, dude. Like, and she's just like, well, things changed, okay? And I totally get that because I'm the same way. Where it's like, if I'm separated from one of my partners, um, I'm just like, yeah, no, we're cool, we're apart, times time apart. Like, I don't even miss them until I see them again, and I'm like, oh, I missed you. Um, until something like bad happens, just like this, until something that like emotionally triggers me or like triggers like an old trauma response, then I'm like, I I need people. Hello. So I totally get it. I totally get where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Tom tells her like, no, you know, you wouldn't have a good time. And then she's like, oh, so you didn't want me to go then. And you're so or, you're like, or, or you never want. Yeah, you never wanted me to go or it's kind of hard to know exactly what she's getting. I, I, mean, I, I don't think even she knows. I think she's just kind of she's she, she, she's she's got she's got some she's got some just like it's, I, 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 I always look at it as a dad. She's just got she's got some kind of like some kind of emotional energy. Doesn't have anywhere to put it, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like informing. It's it's like it's like when I get cranky behind the wheel of a car. You know, like <laughs> I I'm I'm upset, and I might like shout at somebody who's in the car with me, but I'm not mad at them. I just like I can't, like I, I can't I can't tell the streets to not be annoying. Yeah, <laughs> like, this uh, this emotional energy has to go somewhere, and you're the closest and, person to me. And I so. don't and I don't mean to put it on you, and I will apologize later. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, 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 and, and so yeah, so she, she kind of like yeah, she kind of, um, yeah, she kind of, she kind of, she kind of like, she kind of like um, wraps him up in the spider web, honestly. Just it's true. Of, like yeah, like oh, so, 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 so either either you didn't want me to go or you, you lied, lied to me, me too, yeah, and thought and said that I would have a good time even though you knew that I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So and both those things suck, and I'm mad now. I don't, I don't want to come out. You know what? Screw it. I'll just call you tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> and Tom's not upset or sad. He's just like confused. Really, I don't even. I'm. I'm not even in my own house right now. Like, I don't, honestly, I don't, I, maybe it's time to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and on on and on that note. <clears throat> no, but I feel really bad for Daria because I don't think I think this is the in any other in other episodes I haven't seen her her trauma response trigger like this like to this level so she's clear she clearly doesn't know what to do with it i mean she has she doesn't have like the 
therapeutic tools to help regulate her emotions or to vent or to anything. So it's she's really grasping at straws here. You can tell she is a woman in in distress. Um, so like the next day, Daria brings Jane to the box and she says it's more than a box. <laughs> Uh, I just I love that, and, I, and I, yeah, I, I like to that Jane like I I, I always like character dynamics in, in shows mm-hmm. when like the character's got a best friend or a, or a, or a, or like a, a romantic partner or somebody mm-hmm. who just like is gonna just is is just gonna hop into whatever it is there whatever it is there whatever it is there whatever it is they're dealing with like I'm not going to be the I'm not going to be the straight the straight man yeah on this one I'm just gonna be like okay yeah let's figure out like she like that that's Jane's first response yeah I I I can I can I can I can see that mm-hmm. I can like like not even not even not even with like a patronizing edge like just like yeah I can see that boxes are soothing they are and then, and with that Daria's like actually it is soothing hmm. <laughs> And she gets into the box. Yeah, actually, when I when I when I looked up this episode, because you see, because because this was this is your pick this week, mm-hmm. and um, you sent me the name, <laughs> and I looked at it, and I, I went to the page, and I saw the episode was Boxing Daria, and I thought, oh, is this like a like a like a boxing episode, like a like like a, like, like like boxing the sport? Mm-hmm. But then I saw the then I saw the <laughs> thumbnail, and she's like sitting cross-legged inside of a cardboard box, and I'm like, oh, literally boxing okay. Daria. <laughs> Like, that was, like, the first time. This just made me laugh. I was just like, oh, I see. Oh, my God. Yeah. It took me off guard, too. When my, uh, I think my bestie was the one who suggested this one. He also suggested um, uh, Mistaken Identity of the for the Fresh Prince. Um, he, he suggested this one, and I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a good one, then, if my best friend's suggesting it. Because he's, uh, I don't even know how to describe it to you, but we get along. We really get along. <laughs> and you know me, so... He's very particular, so I know I knew this was going to be something to deal with. Like, you're so, gonna be on the wavelength. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's gonna be like, hmm, this will be an interesting one then to get into. Um, so yeah, it's more than a box. It's soothing. Daria climbs in, and then Daria gets another flat. I think this is her second flashback of the episode. Yeah, I'm. I, I always I always love stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Just the, just the sort of like I I I I love I love um I love Rashomon episodes, mm-hmm. and I love like and I love just like piecing together a memory episodes. Same, they're good because I just I think I love puzzles. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Daria gets another flashback to a night that she remembers overhearing her parents arguing about her, and then her father storming out and slamming the door. Um. Flashback's over, and Quinn runs up to Daria saying that she remembers everything, basically confirming everything that Daria was talking about and asking about. Um, She's definitely relieved that she wasn't imagining it, but she does crawl back into the box. (laughs) It's uh, it's comforting. It's like, um, you know, Snake from Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid just being like, oh, the box. The box. It's soothing. (laughs) That was my terrible um, impression of Snake, by the way. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, then Daria has more flashbacks to her childhood. Um, She's at a child psychologist and we see that Daria is, you know, very realistic and matter of fact, even at six. You know, she there's the Rorschach test and the child psychiatrist is like, what do you what 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 do you see in the picture? And she's like, that's not a picture. It's not a picture. What are you doing? What are are we talking about here? It's it's a splotch that the whole spiel. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, some kids see this. Some kids see this. And she is just like. I don't know what to tell you, lady. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an ink splotch. <laughs> and 
And then still continuing that flashback, um, they're driving home from the, the child psychologist, psychiatrist or psychologist, one of those. And her parents say, well, it's her mom. Her mom is saying it's getting difficult to can keep missing work for these meetings. And and Helen asks Daria, like, can you meet us halfway and talk to some kids? And Daria still refuses because she just uh, she just doesn't want to chill with the kids. Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely had like an emotional response myself because I really did feel like yeah, like the the the, the parents were very much making this making this problem about themselves, and that bugged mm. me. Yeah, but. I feel like that's a lot of parents too. Once it, I, I mean, like once the episode like comes full circle and, and we actually kind of get their side of the story at the very end, mm-hmm. I start to have a little bit of a softer view. But but yeah, like like because because I mean I mean like I mean I mean like the, I mean like the bits where Daria's in bed and she's hearing them and she's hearing them yell and like it, what the dad says like without context is I mean well with or without context it's honestly just, it's it's a, it's a really cruel thing to say. She doesn't want to fit in. Yeah, and then just walks out. I mean, she knows that the argument is about her, and she knows that that argument led to her dad stepping out or storming out, really, and staying overnight at a hotel. And a I crappy motel. A crappy motel. <laughs> a crappy motel too. See, <laughs> mini Mussolini. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, no, we're we're, we're jumping ahead. Was, there was just. A... I love those lines. <laughs> Dude, I was like I'm cutting it. He always, always. I'm like. Mr. Jake, I mean Jake, Mr. Morgan Morgendorfer, you just need to learn when to shush, shush. just <laughs> lousy mini Mussolini. That took me aback. I was like, whoa. And just the fact that he's still like that hot about this I, <laughs> years later. Look, I probably would be too. I feel like I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like. I'm gonna be like in my forties, remembering my time at my last job. <laughs> Same. <laughs> this is gonna scar me for the rest of my life. But yeah, um, and so that night, uh, that same day of the um, with the child psychologist or whatever, um, that's the same night that her parents have that fight. In that same flashback, we get more of it uh, as the episode goes on. We get more and more. Uh, we get a better picture of the of of the of the whole flashback. And in that one, um, Daria crawls into a a box, a refrigerator box, in the corner of her room, and she reads a book. She reads Black Beauty. Black Beauty, yeah. And you know what's funny? I actually had boxes like this as a kid that I would like draw on, just like how she had it drawn on. But like, so I would have physically, I would actually cut windows into the boxes, and it'd be like my little home. And I would just like hide in there because it does feel really safe and soothing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I just love that it was that it was that it was Black Beauty because Black Beauty, Black Beauty is a book. I, I, I never, I never read it, mm-hmm. but. Every single like elementary school, elementary school like like mini library. I mean, obviously we had like the big school library that teachers would take us to once a week. Ugh, yeah. But there was, but but like but like all, but pretty much every like every like small, every 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 classroom I, I was in, there would be like the small like classroom library. Yeah. Every last one of them had a copy of Black Beauty. Of course, of course it did. <laughs> Wait, yeah, mine too. Huh. <laughs> yeah, like that one. That one was like I, 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 I guess that just that's a general use, just like appropriate book for kids. I guess so. It's a horse book, right? Like <laughs> mine, mine always had like my my, my class always had like bizarre stuff. Like there were there weren't any like like classics or anything in there, but like it would just be like stuff that like got donated or something, or like or, 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 or they would just pick up a giant handful of of books at like the Goodwill or something. Like <laughs> yeah. I remember, I think I think my fourth grade class had like five Mary Kate Ashley books. Oh heck yeah, that was. <laughs> Like, I'm just like, why? Why do you have this in a classroom library? Like, this probably isn't on the AR system. <laughs> the AR. Oh 
my god. I hated that. <laughs> I hated that. Oh my god. I honestly just organically read so many books that like I just like always got like I I had like I had like more points than I needed each month. Like, Same here. Especially, especially like 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 I I always knew. Oh man, I am good for the whole month. Whenever like a Harry Potter book came out. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I, like cause cause like cause like like Goblet of Fire at the time like, like Goblet of Fire's size blew me away when I when I first saw a copy of it. It's like this thick. It's like seven hundred pages. Yeah. Ugh. So um, it's massive, but yeah, it was worth like it was worth like sixteen AR points Woo! for any uh, kids out there or anybody who maybe didn't or are you older or something. I, there was a, there, I, I don't know if they're still doing it now. But I don't either. There was at least a brief period in the early to mid two thousands where you had to books books that I guess the institution deemed worthy would be put into a would be put into a computer system, mm-hmm. and after you read the book. Uh, there would be a like, you know, five to ten question quiz, basically about trivia from the book. Yeah, and, to show if you really read it or whatever. Yeah, and if you, yeah, and and depending how you did, you would be, you would give, you would give points, and your teacher would usually, as part of your English grade, you would have a quota of AR points you had to get each week or mm-hmm. month or depending on the teacher. Um, yeah, it was annoying. There was no point to it. it but was. at the same time, like I said, I, I was I was good. Like I I was I, good too. I, I read I read so much organically at that time that I was just like I already like I, I would just I would just be on the computer during during the during quiet reading time. Honestly. And I would just I would just I would just be able to like take like four in one go. Oh my god. Or or, or like or like I would just like or, or like or like or like or like I um I would just go and get like a like a nonfiction zero point five point book and like goose my thing up. But you just be like, okay, I I want I want to I want to I want to get I want to get some points. I I just want to get a point surplus going. Yeah. So I just like read four really fast books and then take the AR test and I'd have like two points. Nice. That's cool. Um, I would always pick like the books that were like a a couple grades above mine usually because I don't know the the system was like you have a twelfth grade reading level and I'm like. Uh, okay, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Are twelfth graders dumb? But no. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I um, I have derailed us again. <laughs> no, you really brought back some interesting memories for me. I, I haven't thought about AR in a long time. Same here. So as soon as you said AR, something just clicked, and I'm like, anybody's oh. curious, accelerated reading. Accelerated reading. That's AR. I was thinking assigned reading. Oh my god. <laughs> I used to read um, books by Amelia Atwater Rhodes. Um, <laughs> my wife or spouse, I think I think they use she, they, or they, them pronouns now, which is really tell. It's funny that I always, as a kid, I latched on to these to these people who are now queer in some ways. I'm like, I knew, I I knew, I saw y'all. You just felt the connection. I yeah. felt it, like with Elliot Page. As a kid, I was obsessed with him, and now look at him. Mm-hmm. I know, I know how to pick him. <laughs> Anyways, back yes, back back to the back to the episode. Um, so she crawls into her box and she reads, and then the next morning, we're out of the flashback now. The next morning, Jake comes back and he sees this box in the backyard. He goes out there and checks on it, and he sees that Daria's in the box and he gets kind of worried. He's inside and Helen's telling him that, you know, Daria's been acting strange for a couple of days. Then Quinn comes in and she tells her parents exactly what's going on with Daria, reminding reminding them of that fight that they had because I guess they both just glossed it from their memory. And I th- I guess I get it because like if you're a parent and y'all have been together for such a long time, I feel like arguments kind of or like or little spats kind of just 
I don't know, blend together, or you just they just they they yeah, come and go. Especially because, and, and it's like they talk about it in this in, in in this scene coming up, that like sometimes the fight's not even about the thing that the fight is about. That's no, that's very true. That is so true. It, yeah, exactly. It's um, just it's just like I was saying earlier, just emotional energy that needs to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and you can't be like super mad at the thing that you're mad at because that thing won't listen. Yeah, I become such a different person when traffic starts. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I'm I am the grumpiest little man ever when there's traffic, and I always feel bad because like my girlfriend's just like, oh no, did I do something? And I'm like, no, it's not you, it's the traffic. <laughs> I'm just I'm just cranky. Yeah, yeah. I hate traffic. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting heated right now. <laughs> I was I was just thinking about it. I I hit some, I had to skip class today, y'all. Um, because I, I left at a decent time. I left with enough time to make it to class on time. There was traffic. It was stopped. So. Traffic traffic was pretty wild today in general. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, I, I was um I was I was I was I was kind of out of my usual area. Mm. And oh. um, yeah, it took me about it took me it took me about um and I had to leave straight from that area to come to this area. And um, I'm so sorry. It took me. It took me close to an hour, I think, to 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 get to get from um, Rancho to RCC. Uh, it took me well over an hour. And um, yeah, I was about I was about an hour late to this recording. Yeah, it happens. We're <laughs> we're such functioning adults. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, so Quinn reminds her parents what exactly what's going on, and they actually remember the specific event that that Daria is going on about. So both parents go to the backyard and they try to get Dar- Daria out of the box, but she says she won't come out until unless they're completely honest with her. And Jake is reluctant. I don't know why this guy is like so reluctant in his parenting all over, but yeah, dads are kind of weird sometimes. So they agree with Daria, like, yeah, we'll be honest. And then they have a sit down and Daria asks the questions. Both her parents were adjusting to being full-time workers and parents and... Not only that, Jake was at a terrible, stressful job. So Daria's parent-teacher conferences were kind of adding more stress to their work situations. Again, like it's it, it the the the, arg- the point of the argument wasn't the point of the argument. It was just a culmination of so much stress that oh, this was the final straw for this week. You know, and Daria feels like she caused a big marital rift between her parents, but her parents disagree because to them it was just a spat. And but Daria just walks off before they could. She could even hear anymore. Um, she walks off. She walks out of the house and she drives off. Just gets in the car and leaves. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that one also took me aback. It also it seems odd to me that the parents wouldn't like immediately call her like on on her phone. Yeah, there is a phone in the car. That's yeah. right. I don't know. Her parents are interesting. I, TV parents are just always weird. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so while she's driving away, she calls Tom's mom and she asks like if she can if it's still okay for her to visit. And um of course, yeah, it's it's cool. And then she hangs up and suddenly it starts to rain. And oh my god, right in front of Daria's face, a car swerves and then there's like a pile. It goes it goes to a POV shot. It is like mm-hmm. really stressful. I hate it. It scares me cuz like then you think about the beginning of the episode where it where it's a a, a black screen and it's like you hear the the, the 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 crashes and and you know somebody asking if she's okay. Luckily Daria is okay and the car is fine. She veered off the road before anybody could hit her or she could hit anybody in that pileup. 
I've always been afraid of that happening to me, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so thankfully, knock on wood, not have, have not been in an accident like that. So go me. Next scene, a rain-soaked Daria is sitting in the diner, in a, in a diner somewhere, when Jane shows up. And, like, this really almost made me cry, but Daria runs up to her and hugs her, which is so out of character. And she tells her bestie the whole sitch. She spills the tea. But, oh, my God, it is so nice. Like, even Jane is like, whoa, I'm being hugged by Daria right now. Like, I mean, you see it on her face. She doesn't say that. But this is not something that usually happens. Yeah. 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 So, it's like if I were to go up and hug somebody, like, because I'm not a very physical person with a lot of people. And so if me going to somebody for comfort, like, I really felt, this is why I relate to Daria so much on a certain level. Because, like, you know something's wrong if I'm being, like, physically affectionate out of nowhere. <laughs> is this bad? Hmm. I need to do some introspection, y'all. So Daria confides in Jane that she thought her whole family was torturing her, but really she was torturing them. To which Jane responds, like, she thinks that they do an equal amount of torturing each other. That's kind of, yeah, a, a lot of, a lot of, um... Families. Yeah, that's just, that's, that's family. That's just family dynamics, yeah. I mean, yesterday my dad called, or actually my sibling called out of nowhere and was like, Dad's in town. And I'm like, I had no clue. You could have just told me. Like, he drives me crazy. Of course I would have loved to see him, but not if it's last minute and I'm about to drive back home. So, yeah, a lot of family. Ugh. Family drives me crazy sometimes, but you still love them because you also drive them crazy. I don't know. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so Dar- during this talk, Daria is like realizing that she may not have been the easiest child to raise. And she also realizes that she needs to talk to her parents about this. She just wanted to talk to her bestie about it before she went back to her parents. Um, and this is really nice. Like when they go back, when Jane, I mean, when um, when Daria drives back to her house, Jane's, Jane drove like alongside her to make sure that she made it safe. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yes. Like so they drove together in separate cars. Oh, what a good friend. I love Jane. I need to ride or die like that. I just feel like that'd be like really hard though. <laughs> like trying to drive along directly alongside someone. Yeah, or like behind her. I don't know. I just know that they made it to the same place at the same time. Jane was like, I, I, "All I, right." I, I just, I just know I would not be capable of it. Yeah, <laughs> I get scared. I start driving too slow because I don't want to be too fast for the person following me. <laughs> and then I just, it's just, I, uh, it's a whole thing. I hate driving with people. I hate driving to places with people. It's so aggravating. Like, let me just go at my own pace. Um. So after Jane drives off and makes sure that Daria's safe and home okay, um, Daria goes in and has a talk with her parents again. And this time there's there's an actual understanding. Daria is Daria, and her parents don't love her less despite the challenges that have arisen raising her. You know, it just comes with the territory, and they they don't love her any less. They, that's how it is. That's just how she is, and that's how they are, and that's how they're handling it, you know? So after this whole talk, um, Daria essentially thanks her parents and tells them that she's lucky to have them as parents, which is, like, really nice. It was kind of touching. Yeah. <laughs> Daria goes up to her room, and the box is in there when she gets back. Just in case you need it. Just in case you need it. It's a little, And there's a little note from Quinn, and it's just... Quinn, so Quinn's like the, the, the bimbo, mean girl's younger sister, and I also have one of those... <laughs> Who can be really mean, but occasionally they can be really nice and sweet, just like this. And it's really nice. Like I, I really see myself in my in my one sister in in Daria and and Quinn. And um, 
by the time Tom is back, things are back to normal, except um, Daria and Jane are leading a, a, a freshman tour. <laughs> Jane's trying to solicit bribes from the incoming freshman. Which is smart. Get that bag, girl. <laughs> For twenty for twenty dollars, I'll tell you which showers in the in, in the locker room haven't been peed in. <laughs> That's a trick. They've all been peed. In. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> but I mean, it's high school. What are you gonna do? Um, yeah, and um, that's about where the episode ends. So that's Daria, boxing Daria. <laughs> so Tim, how do you think this episode held up? I think it held up great. Um, it, it, Daria is definitely a very it's it's it's, it's like I was talking uh, I, I, I was talking about this off mic is that um, Beavis and Butthead and Daria um, they are doing roughly the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're they're they want to explore disenfranchised like they're they're, they're they're like they're like satires that explore disenfranchised youth in especially in like suburban America. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they take wildly different approaches. Beavis <laughs> and Butthead is a sledgehammer, just bashing your skull in. And each other's skulls. Yes, it's mostly really, each it's other's. Really, it's really gross and really <laughs> dirty and really violent and really twelve-year-old guy humor. It's wonderful. I do love that show. So I, much. Me too. <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of those shows that's way more clever than you might have originally thought. Yeah, because I remember the last time I watched it, I think I was like in elementary or junior high. So. But then you realize, yeah, it actually, it, but but it's one of those things where it, 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 it's satirizing something that in just such a such a sly and careful way mm-hmm. that it's vi- that, that it's easy for if you're not really paying attention, it's easy to think that it's not actually satire that mm-hmm. you know Mike Judge was actually like you know <sighs> condoning this behavior. Yeah, Mike Judge is really good at that. <laughs> he is fantastic. I, yeah, I love Mike Judge. Um, and Daria is doing roughly the same thing, just with infinitely more subtlety. Mm-hmm. And, ne- and neither one, I think, is less than the other. I think this because 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 actually, one thing I found in Daria is that it's a lot more of a kind of a kind of a full on like dramedy. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really, like like I, I wasn't laughing all that much. It, it it's not like it, it's not like they were trying to be funny and failing. Mm-hmm. It was more just the, the the jokes that there weren't there there weren't that many jokes that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't the point. Not in this episode. In other episodes, her dry humor does come out a lot more. But I think she was in emo- emotional distress in this one. But yeah, I think I think it's I think it's generally though from what I've seen of it, it it's a pretty angsty show mm-hmm. that that that, de- that 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 deals with things a lot more seriously, and and it, it, it explores the like youth culture, especially in the '90s in suburban America, in different in, in different ways than mm-hmm. its older sibling. Yeah. Um, what I love about this episode, though, was the degree of like, 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 like shades of gray and nuance that are in play. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just that, it wasn't just that Daria's parents hurt her because they're jerks or bad parents. And it wasn't just that she was a difficult child to raise. It was kind of just both. There was just, mm-hmm. there were just, there were just different emotions in play. Wavelengths didn't match up. And um, yeah, I can I can I can relate. There was a, a point like in high school where I think I where I think I kind of I kind of I kind of started to realize that it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really quiet kid because I don't want to deal with all this stuff. But that does kind of create discomfort for others. And I maybe need to meet other people halfway sometimes. Ugh. <laughs> like honestly, just just in terms of just at least in terms of like getting work done and like functioning mm-hmm. in the real world. Right. And um, that that's something I, I worked on when I was like 
when I got into the workforce after after school. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I like that there was just and it, it, just the, the fact that Jane kind of brought that up. I think you guys like equally tortured each other. Yeah, and that's just that that, that really like beautifully sums up the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just it was it was just it was really maturely handled, and I feel and and it, and I'm and I'm assuming because this is like toward the end of the show, this has got to be like Daria like just operating at like the height of its power. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So like, so I I have to imagine that there's gonna be there's gonna be at least a, there, there, there's gonna there's gonna be other 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 moments yeah. like this, and I'm really I'm I, I'm really on board, and I really want to check out more of the show because I've seen a few episodes here and there, mm-hmm. but I was always more of a Beavis and Butthead person. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, it's only till I got to like my twenties I started like watching these revisiting these old things myself because I would I would watch cartoons with my dad, so I would watch Beavis and Butthead with him and um. We wouldn't really watch Daria because I don't think Daria was uh, really his cup of tea. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. He really likes that Beavis and Butthead humor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's more, it's more, it's more, it's more outwardly funny. You know, um, Daria gets shown a Rorschach test. She's like, that's just a, that's just a splotch. Beavis and Butthead get shown a, a, get shown a Rorschach test. <laughs> and every single one of them is the guy masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to... Whoa, dude, save a little for next time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to get into that. (laughs) Just just, just wildly different approaches that both, I think, hit in... In terms of quality, very similar ways. Mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, So, yeah, I really really did like this episode a lot, and I'm looking forward to uh, starting the show from the beginning and actually checking it out again. Mm -hmm. It's really good at the beginning. It starts off so well. I... It's um, it just hits the ground running with its dry humor. It's good. I really liked this episode. I think it did hold up well. Um, it does handle family dynamics in a very mature way. I want to say that this is basically Daria. This show. So there's these realizations that Daria is having is like a some sort of self awareness that comes with maturation. Like as you get older, you do a little more introspection. You start to look into, you know, your family dynamics or, you know, a a trauma response gets triggered and you start to, like, dig deep into that. And then you kind of realize some stuff about yourself, not just your family or those around you, but yourself as well. And um, I feel like this was her growing a lot. Like she this this finale was her like stepping into like, oh, she's going to be. Uh, done with high school soon she's going to be moving on to college soon and she's going to become an adult soon so we let's give her some character growth um i really like how <laughs> as soon as she saw the box she like these 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 the gears start turning yeah exactly um because i have a lot of moments like that too it was just it was just such okay so i always related to daria well hindsight when I started watching Daria again in my 20s, I was like, you know, I really vibe with this chick. Um, dude, it's just crazy when something, like, reminds you of something when you were little and you're just like, oh, that was a coping mechanism. <laughs> it was, it, I feel like this one addressed trauma responses and mental health without actually saying any of those words. And I really liked this episode for that because I feel like her family... Her, I feel like Daria and her family came to a understanding in such a nice and relatively not so messy way because she could have, I mean, well, I mean, she did run off 
a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, it was. I think she was practicing a lot, so it kind yeah, of made sense. But yeah, I, I do appreciate though. Yeah, the the parents did. The parents did seem to like be able to tell her like, look, that sucks that you heard that. Yeah. Um, but it, but it, but it, but it, but it wasn't about you, and but 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 they didn't try to tell her. Um, you're being ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they, they told her that. They, 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 the, the implication was that, no, you're, you're, you're valid to feel that way. Because obviously, if you hear your parents yelling about you, saying things like, you don't want to fit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to upset you. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't. I actually didn't want to fit in as a kid because I thought everybody else was kind of mean and uncool. Well, I think that was where Daria was coming from, too. Like, like she found she thought, they were, she, thought, she thought they were boring. Definitely boring, honestly, but mostly annoying for me. <laughs> so yeah, um, this is definitely I, I'm I love this show. I liked this episode. This is a good season finale. Um, I think it's a like a really pleasant one, actually. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a ten out of ten. Ooh, shifting the scale. Yeah, More no. points this time. Yeah, because Daria deserves it. <laughs> it's what she deserves, Tim. <laughs> just, just, just to show, just to show exactly how good the show is. It gets, it gets, it gets rated on a different scale. Completely different. <laughs> five out of five, not enough stars. Ten out of ten, beautiful. So yeah, I think we're in agreement then. This, that this, this holds up, and it sounds like this whole show probably holds up. So I'm very curious to check it out again. I think I will do that. Maybe when I get home. So I think that'll about wrap it up. For this episode. Uh, if you like what you just heard, uh, make sure to tell your friends or leave us a rating, a uh, review, wherever you found us to help spread the word. Uh, check out our website, viewpointsonline.org. Uh, find us on Facebook at Riverside City College Viewpoints, as well as on Twitter and Instagram, also at RCC Viewpoints. Um, if you want to find us personally, Leo, where could they do that? Y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chupacabral. That is Chupacabra with an L and an underscore at the end, all lowercase. Where can the people find you, Tim? Uh, you can find me also on Twitter and Instagram at NaceyTim. That is spelled N-A-C-E-Y. And that'll do it for this time. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.